Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Come home to ultra-fast broadband and Sky's best ever Wi-Fi for our lowest ever price from just €30 Euro a month. So you can now play games, stream music and download movies at ultra-fast speeds for less than ever before. To switch from just €30 Euro a month for 12 months, search Sky 30. Availability subject to location, setup fees, terms and conditions apply. For more info, see sky.ie forward slash speeds. Hello and welcome to Second Take Podcast. You can call me Susan if it makes you happy, and I'm Zane C. Webber. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary, come again, and I'm Sebastian. London. Fish. Chips, cup of tea, Mary fucking Poppins, London. And I'm Andrew Schossler. And today we're reviewing Snatch, the 2000 movie written and directed by Guy Ritchie. Starring Benicio Del Toro, Dennis Farina, Vinnie Jones, Brad Pitt, Raid Sabedjita, Jason Statham, Alan Ford, Mike Reed, Robbie G, Lenny James, Ewan Bremer, Jason Fleming, Aid, Just Aid, William Beck, Andy Beckwith and Nicola Collins. Sounds like a Harry Potter film with all the British people in this cast. Hmm, it's almost like they shot it in Britain. Mm-hmm. Okay, Snatch. Not part of a series. You know, for the longest time... I was convinced that Benicio Del Toro was Brad Pitt, who just put on an accent (laughs) for no apparent reason. I'm so happy you said that. The first time I saw Benicio in this film, I had to double take thinking it was Brad Pitt. I had no research into this film. And then when Brad Pitt rocked up, I was like, no, what's going on? They look so similar in this film. What is happening? Yeah. Because when you look at them today, nope. No, no, not even a little bit. Brad Pitt got younger and Benicio Toro got, I guess he's made of leather. He's still pretty good looking. I didn't say he's ugly, but his skin looks like he's been t- sent to a tanner. Yeah. But I'm really glad that you saw that as well because I thought I was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, I was one of those kids who was easily confused by similar faces. Oh, uh, good. Good. <laughs> hey, where's Alex today, guys? In a bear? In no, he's, he's back. <laughs> <laughs> missed it so much. Missed the warmth and, the, and that furry goodness. I don't think he's inside of a bear. Let's. I think we've done the comedy angle too much. Let's go with he's spiraled into alcoholism and he's trying to get his life together. And maybe he'll Jeez. be back in two weeks' time. <laughs> way to way to <laughs> denounce the guy and <laughs> no, completely fine. ruin his reputation. We've <laughs> done comedy. It's time for some gripping drama. He's dealing with the. And, a personal opioid crisis, <laughs> and <laughs> when he when he gets his bearings, he'll be back. His bearings, guys. I put that in there as like so people would be like, "Oh, bear, that's familiar." Seb, that is hilarious. I am literally paralyzed with laughter. It wasn't a joke. I'm going for a gripping drama, <laughs> right? Snatch. <laughs> yeah. Why snatch? Why did this happen? Uh we needed a movie, and you were like, 
what movie should we do? And I'm like, I don't know. You pick a movie. And you're like, no, I don't know any movies. Okay, we'll, we'll put Snatch in. This definitely should have been Django Unchanged, though, because we forgot that. No, from Tar- we forgot no, that from a Tarantino nah, series. Yeah. We nah. just left it off the list for some reason. No, no, no. This no. is so we'll much better. We'll finish it. We'll yeah. finish it. <laughs> On December 30, instead of watching Aquaman, we're watching Glorious Bastards. We've seen that I one. That. We'll watch it again. Yep. <laughs> Perfect. I'm really excited for Aquaman only because I've no. never seen a film that is just two hours of a single train wreck. <laughs> so I have, sorry, Batman v Superman or Justice League. <laughs> Fuck it. Who was just train wrecks. A couple of them made the same movie twice. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming. This- I'm, I'm potentially revealing my bias for this film here. But if I was ever asked the question... What is a perfect movie? Describe for me or pick for me a perfect movie. On that list would be a hard choice between Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, Ghostbusters, and this film. I had never seen this film until now, and I can't say you're wrong with like that list. Like that's you're it's, welcome. It's, <laughs> I was surprised because whenever I've thrown a movie in just to fill a spot, <laughs> I throw it in like a like a box of fireworks with a lit match next to them and just wait for the show to go. start. <laughs> there's, a, there's a pile of crap burning on your doorstep. Put it out if you dare. Yep. No, what it is, it's a nest of fire ants covered completely in human feces. Like you smell it yes, and you know what's mm. happening and you try to get rid of it, but as soon as it breaks open, fire ants just go everywhere and you spend the next six months killing them all. But every now and then you'll just walk in the house, hard day away, and you'll get stung on the face by the memory of Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That is how Seb infiltrates our souls, our very living beings. I like to think it is me of influencing the hearts and minds of a new generation. <laughs> In a good way. Like, not like fucking Palpatine or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to put my best foot forward. Yeah. yeah. I had never seen this movie until now, which is surprising for me because I've seen a lot of movies that are like it, but... This one really stood out to me when I was watching it. Just last night, actually. Yep. I was surprised with the the tone of the film because I went in expecting, I think I said this to you guys off mic, but I expected a film more akin to The Departed. I I knew there was something to, gritty and yeah. serious. Yeah. Well, I knew it had something to do with, I think they were Irish in this film anyway. Irish, within England, but Irish. No, they're London. They're Londoners. The gypsies were like part of Irish yeah. slash- Whatever, but I expected this. I thought coming in, this is an Irish mafia story like what we had in The Departed. So when this film was, I'm going to all now. I'm probably listed this, but I just call it a flat comedy. But I was yeah. taken back, but in a good way because I did a back to back viewing of what we're reviewing next week of It Follows as well, and I went expecting okay, two hours of horror or whatever <laughs> it is, and then two hours of you know crime drama. And was pleasantly surprised <laughs> with what I received. So, oh, good. yeah, even in that combination, thank you once again, guys, <laughs> because it helped me get to sleep last night. I watch this film sparingly. I I love it. It's a fantastic film, but I make sure not to ever do it because I don't dare uh, fall into the trap of ever thinking that this film, you know, is boring, boring, or 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 yeah, not not tedious, just bland or something. I want to be excited every every time I watch it. It's funny. It's, it struck me as a film that would, for me at least, I would want to do at least in the next week one more rewatch because of the style of dialogue. Oh, it's, it's very rewatchable. Like it's, yeah. yeah, a lot of missable lines and just little connections, a bit of foreshadowing here and there. I think this is one of those films that could reward that 
another review, even yeah. within the same time span, just yeah. to help you digest it. But I can also see you wouldn't want to spoil it by having you don't have oysters every day because yeah. then they're not fun. Yeah, yeah. Exa- yeah exactly right. What do you guys kind of like the word fuck, which is said 163 times in this movie? Well, that brings me to uh, that's a more subtle way of the transition I was making for. So, how many times? 163. Is that more or less than the South Park movie? That feels like a lot. I think it's less. I think South Park is 200 something. What a ridiculous world we live in. It's a high number, but it f- the dialogue flows very naturally, even though it's. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because that's the style of yeah. the. Like everyone is very poetically cursing each other <laughs> in every scene. Uh, how many people do you think died in this film? What's oh. the body count? Body count? It's Higher not, than Rambo? It's not Lower that high. Than Rambo? It's not that. No, 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 no. I'm going to say mid 30s. It's not that high. Sorry, um, I was doing research on movies that use the word fuck the most. <laughs> I am shocked. Um, so it's less than 30, did we just say? I'm, no, I'm guessing it's mid-30s. It's not – like there is death in the film. There aren't that many bodies though. No, um, if, oh, it must be like nine, I'd say. Yeah? I, I, if it's over 10, I wouldn't be that shocked, but I don't think it reached there. There wasn't that many I – mean, there's a lot of characters, but not – that many of them die, and only a couple of side people die here and there. 26. 26. Wow. Was I yeah. watching the same movie? <laughs> um, Clearly, you just don't care about death that much. Eh, well, a lot of the deaths happen off screen. Yeah, uh, as well. They, yeah, yeah, they don't happen yeah. on screen. They're not particularly grisly. Um, out of reference, the film with the most use of the word fuck is a movie called Swearnet the Movie, which I've not heard of, but it uses the word fuck 935 times. The most popular movie on the list that you would actually have heard of is The Wolf of Wall Street coming in third place with 569. Seriously? So, yeah. Wow. The South Park movie. I mean, it's a long film. Yeah. So it certainly has the time to. And, like, sometimes they (laughs) exclusively use the word fuck as dialogue. Right. Like, it's just not. It's like, fuck, 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 Uh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Fuck. Would it surprise you to know that a couple of Tarantino films got on this list? I'm now no. looking. The South Park movie <laughs> must have held it for like animated film with the most because there are films that have come out way before it that had a lot. So, Well, they cracked 100 shits in a single episode, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which tore open like the space-time <laughs> continuum, something fantastic. So uh, Brad Pitt in this film, he approached Guy Ritchie about a role in it but he had a lot of trouble mastering a London accent. <laughs> Brad Pitt is not known for his accent work. He's a fine actor, a good comedic actor as well, but not the most versatile of, uh, of voices. Um, Richie deliberately, um, he, he set out to, to get him into this film and he rewrote the script to include the character of Mickey. Yeah. Because I, I can't remember which role he was originally thinking. He was he was going to be uh, Statham's role. Oh, was oh, okay, yeah. okay. Um, but yeah, had trouble with the accent, so couldn't do it. On set, um, Brad Pitt was method. He played a scungy gypsy, so he rarely showered. Why would you? Disgusting. Why not? What? He's an actor. Come on, actors should be clean. I hate actors sometimes. <laughs> it's very- and, they, and, they, and they get away with it because they're artists. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, also because they're getting paid a lot of money. That's And you don't question that. Yeah. <laughs> like there's a couple of actors that you said like, oh, they're method. And I'm like, you know what? Their performances were pretty good, so I'll give it a pass. Yeah. But then there's- for every you know Robert Downey Jr. that just acts like Tony Stark, you get a That's Jared right. leader who sexually assaults people, <laughs> allegedly. And- uh, I'm I'm going out there. 
Saying, <laughs> yeah, that he's a predator. I'll say it on record. Allegedly, on allegedly. behalf of Second Take Podcast, <laughs> uh, uh, allegedly he did these things. Well, he did, you know, he, I think he said he did them. Yeah, but he's he, admitted to it. But no one he has charged about him. It. So he's, he has done things which are frownable, <laughs> but also maybe he'll get presidency one day. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, know. speaking of accents, the the indecipherable, indecipherable speech of the of the Pikes, um is a joke put in there by Guy Ritchie because of the critics' um, reception of Lockstock. Of Lockstock, yeah. of, of the characters yeah. not being able to be understood. So it's he, good. Yeah, it's so good. he's like, yeah. well, all right. There you go. Good. Have a good You, good you want an unintelligible <laughs> character? I it, love I, I really like whenever I watch this movie, I always try to start talking like yeah. Brad Pitt. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's very it's hard infectious. to yeah. think that quickly. <laughs> He's very good at what he does. Um, so the three, <laughs> the three uh, bandits, Sol, Vincent, and Tyrone, who are perfectly suited in a in a Shakespeare production of um, uh, <laughs> what is it, Guildenstern, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Um, their antics, the mistakes that they make, are based on genuine crimes gone wrong. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Almost, almost everything they do. It was a late really night. Happened. It was like a like a reality TV show, right? Yeah, like a, like a, the cops or you know, world's wildest criminals and yeah, things, yeah. things like that. Um, no, genuine, absolutely genuine. <sighs> can I get some? <laughs> can I give some bad trivia? I mean, sure. <laughs> why the end? Why what? Go on. I wanted to do it first, do but it. you segued us with real trivia into it. Oh no! Um, this is not the TV series with the same name. The end. When, Speaking of the name. When looking at the cast, I saw Rupert Grint was in, in the in the TV series and didn't realize there was a TV series. Ah. And I was like, how the fuck did I miss that? <laughs> oh, I didn't miss that. Good. Have any of you seen the TV show? No. I didn't know there was one. Well, neither did I. I was in a pick your brain to see if it was any good. Because if it's like this, I'm interested. But I guess no one knows. <laughs> good. Good style. I'll see if it's even out because now you, I feel this like- was, the- This was made in 2000. When was Rupert Grint born? Late nineties, must have. Late That's 90s. why I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Two thousand seventeen is when the TV series started. Okay. No, I, didn't didn't know it existed. It hasn't got very good ratings. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure it was early nineties. I think it was like early nineties and ninety ones. Thirty ish now. Born, yeah. Late twenties now. Yeah. Yeah. Movie babies. Oh, I, I do have a, a few more bits of trivia. Oh, that are by all means kind of interesting. If you don't want to just use useless <laughs> trivia, no, not no. This is genuine, but I'm but I'll make it quick. Um, when Sol and uh, Vi- uh, not Vinny, where am I looking? I've lost my notes. <laughs> uh, so uh, Bullet Tooth, um, Vinny Vinny Jones. Yeah, he was genuinely arrested uh, one night. Couldn't make the set the next day. So in the scene where he's getting the diamond from Soul, uh, it's kind of done on, uh, done in a reflection on the glass, so you can't really oh, see his yeah, face. Yeah. It's a stand-in. Because he he was genuinely in jail for, for <laughs> having a punch-up the night before. Um, Guy Ritchie on the set maintained sort of order and discipline by imposing fines yeah. on, on, on people for transgressions as, as simple as, you know, not having enough coffee cups and disrupting the, the catering all the way to, uh, you know, being late for, um, for scheduling. So I'm very curious to know what he fined uh, Vin, Vinnie Jones for, for, not be, for being in jail. One million <laughs> coffee cups. Possibly. The last bit, a very interesting one. I was quite surprised to read this. 
And the more I learn about him, the more I discover that Sean Connery, he's a real cunt. Yeah. He's a disgusting human being. He was offered the role of Bricktop, which Mm. I'm glad he didn't get because the actor who plays him does a bang-up job. He was offered Bricktop. He went with uh, Matthew Vaughan, the producer, to see Lockstock, see if he would be interested in taking it. It was like a special screening, wasn't it? Yeah, organised exclusively to get Sean Connery in. You know, he wanted to see Lockstock to see what he was in for. Great, I want you in this film. Come along, I'll organise the screening for you. After viewing it, his response to Matthew Vaughan was, that is a good film and you're not going to be able to afford me. Yeah, no, look. What? He can stay A despicable cunt. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad he missed out (laughs) on so many good roles. Like not being in Lord of the Rings, yeah, uh, uh, oh, Matrix, the, uh, the Matrix, and being in the League of Extraordinary yeah. <laughs> he deserves everything he gets. That's a horrible thing to say. I yeah. hope so much that he dies like a day after this release, <laughs> so people are just that little bit confused about the time, like the time that this um, episode comes out. He supped from the cup of everlasting life. He, Sean Connery, is going nowhere. <laughs> oh, also bad. <laughs> I'm very proud of my movie babies, but I also have about seven of them. Shall I go first then? Uh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, say, I say seven. I've got more than four. I haven't done the exact count. The stats, <laughs> I'm waiting on the census results to come through, but I've got a lot here. I have a very limited knowledge of heist films. I enjoy them, but I generally only like them when they're very heavy on the comedy. I'm very interested to see if... Hours of similar. Ah, quite possibly. So I think this is a fish called Wanda mixed with Jack, Jackie Brown. <laughs> a fish called Wanda didn't make my list, uh-huh. but it was on my short list. Okay. It was on my list before I replaced it with Burn After Reading. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Another good <laughs> mixed one. Mixed with The Departed. Yep. The one I want to keep for sure is Billy Elliot. <laughs> because British people? And it's a boxing story. Okay, because um, that's mixed, what you know Billy Elliot for. Yep, mixed the boxing w- with in Bruges. Throw in some usual suspects. Yeah. Obviously, put in a bit of lock stock, and maybe sprinkle some good fellas in there for good measure. And I think you have a pretty good grasp <laughs> on this film. Just like take mafia films and yeah. add Billy Elliot. <laughs> I got a couple of English things in there as well. With, I chucked in in Bruges as well. Yeah, of course, because that's British and that's really what this film is about. It's about being British. Yep. Isn't it? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I think I think Gleason's character is Scottish in that film. I'm not sure. Um, you nailed it, Seb. And you the nailed usual, it. I thought the usual suspects was a really good pull as well. You even got Benicio in that one and he kind of said a fucking word he's saying. So I'm very proud. And if you know what those movies are like and blend them together, I really think you come close. I would just say... I don't know what which what where I get it from, but the speed of this film, I would just throw something in to get like the right tempo. Yeah. For for lack of example, chuck in the speed of like. Oh, no, I can't think of anything. Don't worry. I'm 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 not hesitating run, at all. Run. Yeah. That was also on my <laughs> short list. I I I don't hesitate at all when I say that this film is a perfect film. It it has it its flaws are inconsequential. You know, you can enjoy it. Time and time again, it is it is nothing short of a perfect film, and that's our <laughs> review for today. <laughs> no, it, it's I. I'm not going to go as far to say it's a perfect film. For me, I, I need I would need to watch it again, right? But the fact yeah, having having only seen it once, yeah. yes. Yeah. 
And having seen it last night between the hours of 1 and 3 a.m. due to me being bad with time management, which is not this film's fault at all. Um, but I really I really enjoyed it. Are there any specific things? Well, well firstly, I feel like this is going to be more of a good than a bad situation. Don't we have um, plot knob oh, suites? Have we not done that yet? Oh. Oh. Have we not? Have we not? I thought we did that. Have I? Did I say, is it? Should I? Should I do it now? I think I, no. I think sticking to the format might be a good idea, just for just for cohesion, for consistency. <laughs> do you have a plot knob suite? I certainly do. I really like that. I, I, hate I know that it was so much. I know it was a mistake on Alex's part, but that was it. It, it is beautiful, and I'm going to carry it on when he's absent. <clears throat> Update your subscription to Rosetta Stone and enjoy hashtag Snatch. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Harken back to the times where Jason Statham only said yes to good properties <laughs> it's not wrong <laughs> no that's, that's, a, that's a fair call heists are so much better when they go wrong hashtag oh, snatch yeah that's so, what Ocean yeah. 11 gets wrong everything goes perfectly and when it doesn't it was no, on purpose they, yeah that, that's, that's the thing they, they get the best of both worlds <laughs> so I was having a lot of trouble with the uh, Tweetnopsis because I was trying to work in an Ocean's Eleven angle, I just I just couldn't get it to work. And then I thought, oh, perfect language. That's you know, I can at least criticize that. <laughs> I do find a f- we, okay. Can you explain to me? I didn't see this as a heist film. Like I know with the three of the characters, we have them like literally trying to rob a. Uh, no, I was on a bank, but a um, betting agency at one point. I guess I guess but, it's it's, yeah. it's kind of got a pulp fictiony feel to it because the origin of the stone is never established. You don't know for certain whether it's legitimately acquired or stolen or mm. you know acquired some other way. I'm glad you said pulp fiction because it's the one uh, movie I crossed off <laughs> <All right>. my uh, <laughs> movie babies because I was like, I feel like that's too much of a stretch, but it wasn't. <laughs> Thank you. But it but it is a heist in the sense that people are trying to. Get the diamond. Everybody's connected to it in some way. Yeah. Um. What did this remind me? Of? It reminded me of an Indiana Jones film at the beginning. You know, when he gets the item and he's being chased, and they're literally coming after him for the one thing that's in his possession. Yeah. That's more what it reminded me of than a heist film, like the actual. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because someone currently has the thing on them. It's not just trying to get it out of a place, but it's trying to keep that's true. possession. It's, yeah. It's not. It's not a traditional heist in the sense that you know it's the. The diamond is the focus of the film, and it's not stolen until the end or whatever. You yeah. know, it's it's already out there, and people are plotting to get get it. And other people just happen to coincidentally fall into uh, fall into the plot. You know, are we in the actual review now? Have I yeah. forgotten Let's, anything else? No, no, no. <laughs> well, do we want to talk about the bad, if any? Because I feel like that's going to be the the, the thinner part of this review. I have almost nothing off the top of my head to say um, about the bad things. The only thing I have on my list is that the um, Statham's the Germans running gag got clunky. Yeah. The first time it was funny and every time it was repeated, it got worse and worse. Again, that's pretty much my only, you know, off the top of my head criticism of the, of the film because it's, it really is a perfect film. There's nothing wrong with it. Yep. Zane. Um, a, a couple of the performances I found repetitive, uh, like, and a couple of the characters were <laughs> uh, just there for convenience, but like most of them were amusing enough. Yeah. Um, I can never remember his name, but the guy from Train Spotting, 
with a very he's kind of like a really gaunt long face big nose scottish thick scottish accent he gets his head stuck in the, in the oh window. yes he was the he was the informant or whoever yeah yeah, yeah. and even even bullet tooth is like take leave and freddy four yeah. fingers i think was like if you take away two characters from the movie you can probably i think you get a much richer movie from the smaller ensemble i i felt it was jumping around a lot um but even like that's just because i'm trying to pick a fault that's actually one of the things that i think works for it that it kind of imitates uh, real life in the sense that there are a lot of players there are yeah. a lot of people who are just there you know for a little bit and then you do you you have your interaction with them and then they're done they're never heard from again it 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 doesn't matter because the story continues uh, in other ways allow me to take you on a criticism journey <laughs> i don't mind him normally and his performance in this film was fine like it's a weird thing to say but brad pitt in this film just felt so detached from everyone else and what the performances they were giving for me he just stood out like he was doing a fine job yeah. but i just I felt like everyone else was hitting one note and he was just hitting a completely different one to the point that it stood out to me. And I mean, kind, benefit of the doubt, the point. it could just yeah. be because also it is Brad Pitt in a film full of English people. Like that mm-hmm. could just be it on face value. But I just felt like everyone else for me were playing these parts, with, you know, super seriously, <laughs> but obviously apart comedically. Yeah. But I just felt like he was actually... I felt like he was acting, whereas Hell, everyone else kind of embodied their thing. Right. And that's, but he did a good job. Like, it's just comparatively to everyone else, it just felt like something was off. How big was Brad Pitt at the time? What year was this again? 2000. This is kind of height. This was just I mean, he was, after Fight Club. Okay. So he looked, he looked like he was in Fight, Fight Club shape yeah, well, still. That's, too, yeah. and he, he didn't really want to play a boxer again because it was so similar to Fight Club, but he only did it because of Richie. Yeah. Um, he just wanted to be involved with him so much. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I mean, Brad Pitt certainly was famous at this point, but I would say his career kept going. Well, it took a different role. Like, like, like he's become an American hero yeah. now, but he wasn't at the time. He was just a household name who had come from romance films and we're starting to do more character stuff. Know, yeah, character stuff. Yeah, that's 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 fair to say. So I don't know. I would I would I would think in in context, um, he was perfectly suited for it, and and the role that he was playing was 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 fine. It 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 didn't seem out of place because he was playing a gypsy who was himself out of society. He wasn't a normal part of society. Mm. Oh, like I said, I am definitely nitpicking because I've had very little wrong with this film. <laughs> that was just all I could think of, like top of my head. That was something that just wasn't as good for me as everything okay. else. Okay. But enough. like you're asking me to pick apart something that was honestly, <laughs> it was so short as well that there wasn't much room to fuck up because everything, every scene felt like it was either funny or just integral to the plot. Like there wasn't, I didn't feel like this film had much fat in it. Like it was cut down to exactly yeah. what it needed to be. So it's when it comes to the criticism, it's very difficult to find a point that just didn't work. <laughs> it's a nice bow at the ending for the for the gypsy characters that you think they're getting s- s- screwed along the way or used, and they're yeah, just yeah. idiots. And it turns out, you know, they were in fact, uh, you know, playing the game the whole time without anybody realizing, mm. and and coming out on top. <laughs> well, do you want to 
I guess, officially move on to the good. Let's. This film's funny <laughs> and has a very nice, quick pace yeah. so that every scene feels like it's important, but it doesn't feel like it's being rushed. It just feels like there's so many cogs turning all the time, but you're getting enough time to enjoy every turn that they make. Yeah. So that's why I super enjoyed this because it was very exciting and it never once, I was never like, oh, go back because it was like, no, no, yep. this is the ride and I'm loving it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right. that's what Richie does best. He does pace best. Yeah, it never speeds yeah. out of control. It never lags behind. It, yeah. he, he maintains the right level at all times. It's probably a stupid question, but what other things has Guy Ritchie made? I just can't think of anything top of my head that I've enjoyed of his because I think of Sherlock, but I don't like that film. He made some very happy times with Madonna. So he did yeah. King Arthur, the new one, which is not <laughs> great. He did both Sherlock films, which are not great. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't enjoy them. He did Lockstock, which is, I mean, I reference Uncle, that myself. Rock and Roller. Um, I haven't seen Rock and Roll. I was it's, curious it's about very that. similar to this. If you like this, I think you would like Rock and Roller. <laughs> if you like Lock, Stock and Barrels and Snatch, Rock and Roller is kind of like oh, the third no. part of that trilogy. It is a Gerard Butler film, though. Oh, wing. What's wrong with Gerard Butler? Snatch is a we'll brand We'll talk about him in a Gerard Butler retrospective next year. Insider was pretty good. Phantom of the Opera was great. Oh, he did The Man from UNCL. I haven't seen that. I heard it was all right, though. I literally just said that. But I said it, and that means <laughs> I was paying attention. Mm. <laughs> Wait, mm. he's attached to the Aladdin live-action film. Yeah. Yep, he is. Wait, Will Smith's playing the genie? Well, yep. I've heard everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to 2017 with Sebastian Gaglio. <laughs> Twenty. That's not how you say my name. Twenty nineteen is the release for Aladdin, or if you say Aladdin, if you're going to say it differently, maybe he was, he was the Fresh Prince. Mm. So I guess who that's... is playing Aladdin? I don't know who this guy is. Speaking of snatch, <laughs> what's his? You know that movie that we're reviewing, Men of right Who is this? Who is this crazy cat that's playing Aladdin? I know the gang has been done a few times in films since of the camera. Focusing on a secure on 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 the display of a security camera, um, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is um, Hot Fuzz when they're in the um, when they're in the shopping center in, oh, in, the, in the, the movie is looking through. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah where, whereas whereas the opening scene is following the um, the Jewish guys. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, Benicio and his gang dressed yeah, up as yeah. as um, Hasidic Jews coming into the diamond uh, store. And it's the camera following the displays of security cameras as they move through the complex. I, it's wonderful, and and they're sort of doing a Jewish a Jewish joke uh, in in the background. He's telling the story. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it, it's well, yeah, it, it really it, works. It does it's, get you in a very di- different sort of uh, yeah. headspace, and then and then the yeah. heist happens. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a nice gag. Um, it's it sets the tone immediately that this is. A comedy film, but it's supposed to be taken seriously. Yeah. Everybody in the world, you know, really believes what they what they're doing. And it works. It yeah. works it works fantastically. It's a great opener. Well, that and that's the, that is something that Richie does. The the pace the of his dialogue drives the pace of his scenes, which drives the pace of the yeah. film. And they all kind of build on each other. It's not the way that Tarantino does dialogue is that it all weaves together throughout the film uh, and that and the scenes are almost standalone, whereas Richie, like, he starts the pace with these Jewish guys and then he adds it with 
are the boxing promoters and then yep. he adds it with the gangsters and then he adds it with the uh, inept guys. And I have to say, of the two, um, I prefer Guy Ritchie's method of telling telling the story. It seems very like, – like it's, it is sequential, um, <laughs> which – uh, you can, you can criticize Tarantino. Like he, <laughs> no, he he pulls it off, but it, but it's deliberately disjointed. He and he makes yeah, it work, yeah. but it's deliberately disjointed. Whereas this is telling a story in the classical way of starting at the beginning and telling the story. This is boring. One of the reasons, <laughs> like I enjoy uh, the films Edgar Wright puts out as well because yeah, he's really yeah. good at building up a nice frantic pace when he needs to. And the dialogue was really punchy yeah. for me as well. Like it's one of the reasons I like Tar- Tarantino as well. But oh, for me, no. it's like these three guys, you could give them all one script and you're going to get three vastly entertaining versions of that film, depending on how each of these films, uh, how they decide Absolutely. to take it. And I would be hard pressed to say which one would be best because you're going to get three amazing versions. And they are all going to be different. That is exactly that is true. But they will have, I think, a similar line of, uh, there is a focus on dialogue, yeah. which once again, maybe you, you throw someone like Kevin Smith in there as well and you probably get... A, bit more rambly than it needs to be like these guys feel like they're a bit more laser focused but it is yeah. kind of ranty yeah. um who'd you guys fo- enjoy following the most in this film which group brad pitt really yeah um, mine was i was torn between jason statham and his little buddy or the um the three criminals that try and rob the bank they're the most fun oh the betting patients yeah. yeah 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 see i find like, that levels the of stupidity because it's kind of like, okay, what? Why are you even trying? Like, you're just idiots. But yeah, they, and, are, they and are. Each of you think that the others are the idiots. That's right. Yep. They're, they're so why are you committing crimes with them? Because they're idiots. Because they need to. Because they want the money. They they're yeah. in deep, and they've got no other way out other than going in deeper. <laughs> Um, no, I'd, I'd probably have to say the Statham one just because it resolves really elegantly. And I, I liked the, I can't remember the name of the actor, but the one that he was paired up with, yeah. the little subplot about him buying the gun and, yeah. and building up to like the, you know, using it and everything. I thought that was pretty fun. Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to retract that. I'm going to say, uh, Avi's story, the American guy who is, uh, Doug the Head's cousin or brother or oh, whoever. Yeah. The one that uh, pretends he's Jewish. Yeah, ex- exactly right. Who flies in, flies into England mm. uh, because Four Fingers has gone missing with with, with the diamond, which he's, he no, he's go he's going to a, uh, a uh, he, oh, he's going to the boxing match where yeah. there is most definitely gambling, and yeah, Abby's Abby's got to stop him. <laughs> what was Every, the- everybody he's involved with ends up dead, so he scarpers out of there. <laughs> and at the end of the film, <laughs> fuck it, I've, I've, I've got the diamond, so let's let's fly back and get it. I can't remember now. Alan Ford, he played Bricktop, though. I guess the, the yes. one that, he was fantastic. Yes, at he certain was. points though, I didn't. I just had to look at the actor's name now because I kept looking at him and thinking he was. Um, oh, I've completely lost his name now. He played um, Sirius Black in the Harry Potter films. Gary Oldman, right? I kept thinking it was him at certain points. He probably could have pulled it off. And yeah, he was a particularly fun character to follow as well. Yeah, he was. Like yeah. you just don't get that many that kind of sleaze character in a lot of films. Like normally they go for like, <laughs> they try to like sexualize I mean, the yeah. thing. And this guy is just. He's all business. Yeah, yeah. And it was a really, really fun character. He was, I mean, it really scenery. just, he, he begged the question though. Why aren't you dead yet? That's also true. He yeah. does. He does have a lot of unreasonably gained power. Yeah. Because literally no one likes you. Yeah. And yeah. you have your two goons there, but like, just a gun. Actually, just a now, gun will kill you. Now that I think about it, why was he 
what was he trying to rig when he was taking bets on on the boxing match, telling everybody that such and such is going to take a dive, yeah. and legitimately planning for that to happen? How was he supposed to make money out of that? Because he was he was he distributing was he repaying favors by rigging it? I assume so. Yeah, but was he or takes a cut out of their winnings? Yeah, um, yeah, maybe. But I mean, he's the one taking the bets. Uh, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, that was unclear. It didn't matter. Yeah. But yeah. But if you if you start to think about it, kind of what's going on there, I'm sure there's a there's a reason that Richie had for it. Okay, so one of my favorite jokes in this film, it was if I forget the name. I'm sorry, I'm trying to go through because everyone has a bloody nickname in this film. <laughs> was Boris the Blade also the Bullet Dodger? Is he the same character? The Russian? Yes. Um, the fact that it took like a hundred fucking shots yeah. to kill him was, <laughs> and like you got Vinnie Jones doing it, and like they could have easily have thrown in some stupid line about you know. That's why they're called, but they don't do it. They've, they've, they've told you, yeah. They've told you his name three times. Yep, that's the setup. If you don't get the joke, you don't get the joke. Well, they do literally funny. make jokes about why. Why is he called a bullet dodger? Like that's said yeah. three times. But I mean, like in the scene where he's killed, yeah. they don't lean into it and tell you. They just have the fact yeah. that why won't he die? Sort of thing. And I really enjoyed <laughs> that kind of payoff to the joke because it's, it's nice good. when you have the punchline. It's like you know. Vinnie Jones, whatever his name is, shoots him <laughs> nine times or something like yeah. And speaking of fun little things, the cutscenes, the cutscenes just play up to the comedy very nicely. They sort of highlight the um, you know a joke that is made in the scene. Like I'm, I'm thinking specifically of Avi um, flying in from the states, where he hates he hates leaving his country. He hates flying. So he he takes a shot. Boom! Plane taking off. Mm. It's done over the course of two or three seconds. It's Almost an exact copy of, well, a direct homage from uh, Reckon for a Dream. Yeah. When they when they shoot up <laughs> heroin. I'm not sure what Richie was going for there. I'm not sure, like, what he was trying but to. But it's fun. It's fun. Absolutely. It's fun. It and is, and, and yeah. it reminded me a lot of um, uh, Edgar Wright's work, Hot Father's Shaun of yeah. the Dead. He likes a lot em, of quick em, cuts yeah, of Employs um, that uh, to, to very effective uh, uh, comedy. Is there anything else in particular, guys, that stood out for you? I like the narration. I know yeah. a lot of people have trouble films narrating and they prefer it to be um, you know, shown, not told, for the film to be a lot more subtle than explicitly telling. But in a story like this where you've got a lot of players and their relationships are complicated, I appreciate um, somebody you know, being that um, sort of insider voice telling me what I would know if I was in this world but I'm watching a movie, so I have to be told it. All right, there's, there's definitely times and places like, oh, without everyone knowing the story, like in The Fellowship of the Ring, we start off with like a five-minute fucking intro speech. But <laughs> considering that scale of the story, you forgive it because you've got another three hours of content that you needed to get through. But, you know. It's kind of, it's kind of spaced out in this one, mm. and listening to Statham talk is not unpleasant. No, and uh, so- it's a little bit funny as well. It's yeah. not just an info dump, but it, yeah. it is, but it's also... He's gonna, it's fully in character. Like, uh, that's, that's yeah, it sort of gives you an insight into exactly what, what he's thinking as well. Whereas in Lord of the Rings, it's someone reading it's you an encyclopedia pretty much. It's like, just exposition. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, it's fun. It's fun. Everything in this film is lighthearted and fun, but it tells a very solid story. And that story is don't bet on boxing or do. Or do. <laughs> bet on boxing. It really depends. And that's the joys of gambling. And if you're going to bet on boxing, don't get killed by the boss. Preferably not. In fact, <laughs> if you're doing anything, 
don't get killed by the boss. But if you do find yourself in a situation where you're about to be, be lucky and have somebody else uh, kill that boss even though you didn't organise it and didn't know about it and just lucked into the situation. Oh, yeah. Do that. For sure. If you could plan for blind block, I <laughs> recommend it. It's my go-to strategy for where I am in life right now. Uh, Zane, anything else you want to touch on? I want a movie about the gypsies. I didn't find them as interesting as you guys did, apparently. I liked it, but I don't think it's solid enough for a spin-off. Yeah, that no, definitely is. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, honestly, His mother's not dead. <laughs> I really didn't find them that interesting. I, I found all the- That's just because you hate Brad Pitt. I don't. I said I don't hate Brad Pitt. Yeah, I just hate Angelina Jolie. <laughs> they were good as as a part of the plot. I don't think you could sustain a story just about them. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, like I, I do. I would Me. find him irritating after that much time. I, yeah, I think so. Because I hate Angelina Jolie. <laughs> why? Um, why what's, do I hate Angelina? Yeah, what's wrong? with I her? I don't like her any of her performances. I find it to be really wooden, and everyone seems to be really enamored with her, which is fine. But I don't like it, so it's annoying. When she's on screen, because I'm like, oh, you know, you could have given that to not a robot. That would have been great too. I would have recommended that. So, yeah. I just find her to be a really wooden performer and everyone's like, oh, but she's the daughter of um, John Voight. I'm like, yeah, John Voight's a good actor. I'll give him that. Like, that's... Yep. Well, I guess we can thank our lucky stars that neither of them are in Snatch, the film that we are talking Correct. about. You asked me. <laughs> Final verdicts. Yes from me. As, as I say, I, I rewatch it not a lot. I deliberately keep it sparing because it's so good. I would hate to ever um, start to think of this film as a little bit boring or, uh, you know, be thinking in the back of my head that I need to fast forward to the to the good bits. No, everything in this film mm. is very enjoyable, very entertaining. You can rewatch it as many times as you like. I don't think it's ever going to get old. My wife wanted to watch this film with me because she's had it recommended to her by a couple of friends very recently. And because I ended up watching it between the hours of 1 and 3 a.m., she was definitely <laughs> asleep for that. So I know for a fact I'm going to have to watch this film in the next couple of weeks anyway. And I'm honestly looking forward to it because I think this film will highly benefit from a rewatch just to catch the little subtle cues they put in here, there. Oh, yeah. Especially when you know where the story's going to go and you can go back and do that. So from just that perspective, I'm very excited too. But also, I just had a really good time watching this film. It was, for me, someone who hates horror films, the perfect palate cleanser <laughs> after watching a horror movie and then going and then having to go to bed because I put it on expecting freaking high crimes and that's been like a bit of subterfuge and everything. And I got this lovely, lovely story instead. So yeah, um, very strong backing from me on this one. Good, but correct. <laughs> who? Bricktop. Which one's Bricktop? I don't know. They, uh, give me an actor. Give me the actor's name. Alan Ford? Yeah. Yeah. Was he Bricktop? You j- just said that. Oh, I sure did. <laughs> I, I, but I also, had to, I also had to read out Boris the Blade <laughs> and freaking find out Bullet Tooth Tony. I'm, I'm sorry I forgot that one stupid ass name. Why Bricktop is your champion? I would have gone Vinnie Jones. Die. You what? Do you say we see him die? I we- want to see him die. Oh, that's not- who's, who's he fighting? Yeah, you don't explicitly Calhoun. see him. Yeah. No, you don't see him die. No. I would have gone, yeah, pretty um, bullet tooth Tony. Because Vinnie Jones clears house in this film. He also and- dies. Yeah. Everyone dies. Everyone dies. <laughs> <laughs> not just in this film, in life. <laughs> so you're, you're doing this as a way of conceding that Cal- Calhoun wins? I'm assuming that Calhoun will win, well, will win, but I'm open to your arguments. Well, 
Bullet to, oh, sorry, what's his name? Bucket face. Bricktop. Yeah. Bricktop doesn't actually from memory personally kill anyone, but he does talk to people, turn his back, and people get like suffocated to death behind him. He has goons. Yeah. So I don't think he's he's the distraction. He's this the uh what do magicians do with a sleight of hand? They use a little bit of misdirection. He's mm-hmm. the misdirect and his uh goons are the uh the fatal blow there. Do you think Calhoun is susceptible to being talked at and Misdirected. She doesn't kill Felix Fix It Fix It Felix, uh, Fix It Felix Junior, and he's doing an awful lot of talking. She can be swayed by someone that speaks a little bit quick. Yeah, but she wasn't going to kill him. I would have. <laughs> I think she hits him a couple times and he fixes himself. But she can be like hitting him a few times because she shows that she's able to use non-lethal force. And when her back's turned, garrote, maybe some plastic bag over her head. Like, there's a lot of things that could happen. Yeah, look, maybe I'm I'm. I'm going to say Calhoun wins because I don't think Bricktop's goons would be fast enough to get at Calhoun. I don't think it was a speed thing. I think it was a sneak thing. Maybe sneak thing, but I think she would be on top of that. I think she wouldn't let herself. I mean, she's a, she's a soldier, for God's sake. She's used to fighting insidious bugs that you never know when they're going to turn up. She's going to. But she's also used to having a squad of people that have her back. Maybe she's not used to turning around. But she's not afraid to take on multiple uh, enemies on solo. Yes. Well, my vote's for Bucket Man. <laughs> Brick Top. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, Zane, you have, the, uh, you have the decisive tiebreaker to kill this guy you don't like. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> just one. Tomorrow. My, there was literally my almost my sole critique of the film is like, why isn't he dead yet? Like anyone could just kill him. Yeah, he's yep. a dick, and he's not making any friends anywhere because it's difficult to get a gun in the UK. Apparently, <laughs> unless you go to Boris, and just anyone can get a gun. I'm looking forward to next week, and what I can only assume is the invisible creature from It Follows Ooh. is going to fuck up a lot of shit for this friend for our ongoing series of events. I mean, like, I suppose if she doesn't fuck it, there's no problem. But there's yeah, gonna be a lot. That's but, right. But the, the but the assumption is that they're gonna fight regardless. We of have their to motion. save this for next week. I'm just saying we got some problems lined up because we have an immortal fucking villain lined up. The end. Cadbury has launched new Freddo Treasure Space Series with Cadbury Dairy Milk Buttons and a surprise space toy in every chest. Three, two, one, liftoff! Treasure every adventure. New Cadbury Dairy Milk Freddo Treasure Space Series with only 76 calories per pack. Pick one up in store. When it comes to reviewing your finances, a good place to start is by reviewing your mortgage. It's something few people ever do, but if you never review your mortgage, you will never know if there might be a better option. That's where the Ulster Bank Mortgage Team could help. Wherever you bank, be sure to talk to us and see if switching could make a difference. Just search Ulster Bank Switch. Ulster Bank. Help for what matters. Over 18s only. Ulster Bank Ireland DAC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.